Follows You Tales, Tabula Rasa, is a Podzilla 1985 production. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. Uh, this is Bureau Agent Sam Lambert, recording on a secure line from Black Side Echo. It is currently... Th- 3 p.m. approximately on October 7th. My partner, Harry Donovan, and I are reviewing cold cases marked for disposal. To date, we have completed roughly half of the files on site and are making good progress, despite being in less than favorable working conditions. Oh, shit. Hey, Sammy. There's a VCR over at the station, right? This is going to be a fun one. Uh, I've got some good old-fashioned 90s video diaries to watch. The original TikTok cringe. Again, it is Sam. And yes, there's one here, but it's dusty as hell. No guarantee it's going to work. Here, start with the paperwork. I'll get the equipment working. Okay, New York City. That's a change of pace. Most of these cases have been small-town affairs. Submitted March 30th, 1996. Sapphire Star. It was a small fashion boutique located on the corner of West 38th and 6th, about two blocks away from Bryant Park. Its manager, Lydia Baker, age 30, went missing during Fall Fashion Week. Uh, Fall? You said it was March. Look, do I look like I know fashion? I'm just reading what's in front of me, huh? You got that thing working yet? Almost. All right, let's just just get into it then. The following audio comes from VHS tapes that were found at Lydia's apartment after the incident at the shop. They were held for evidence but never released and eventually found their way here. Fire it up, Harry. It's October 31st, 1993. Happy Halloween! I am on such an adrenaline high right now. I did it. I landed the job. That stupid, exhausting internship during Fashion Week paid off. I am now the personal assistant to THE Stella Malone. God, I love her style. That classic Brit punk look just never gets old to me. She brings a touch of it to everything she does. Maybe I can learn a thing or two from her. Granted, yes, I know. I'm going to be a glorified gopher at first. Get me coffee, call this person, make a reservation here. But it's a foot in the door, damn it. I know I'm not the best at sewing, but I have ideas and I'm a whiz with color. I'll get my chance to shine. Bonus, I'm actually getting paid pretty good. So with any luck, I can find a better place when this lease is up. It's a wonder I get any sleep here. It's December 15th, 1993. Stella just gave all of us early Christmas bonuses. I officially have enough for the down payment on that amazing studio flat in Greenwich Village. It's an upgrade and will cut my travel time for work in almost half. Plus, I got a little extra something. I get to go with her to Berlin in January. She's not showing this year at the show, but she wants to go and get the skinny on one of her own favorite designers. A little inspirational trip, if you will. I've never been outside of the States before, so I am stoked. I think we're gonna try and pick up some new textiles while we're there. She keeps raving about this little secondhand shop that sells vintage fabric by the rule. Stella also keeps hinting that she's ready to open a shop. She hasn't flat out said it, but she keeps dragging me on strolls through the garment district while we're taking lunch. I'm pretty sure she wants to be somewhere close to Bryant Park, and frankly, she's got the money to do it. 
Must be nice to have grown up with a silver spoon in your mouth. At least she passes it on. I know I'm getting paid more than most PAs. Ooh, dinner. That was fast. Coming! Well, she seems normal to me. Uh, not a tad boring. Yeah, but you know as well as I do that that's how it starts. God, I'm tired. It's February 11th, 1994. We're two days into the second year of 7th on 6th. Stella's show is today at the park. It's now a little after 11 p.m. I've been up since 3 a.m. Things went off without a hitch, thanks to yours truly. No thanks to Margo, that fucking bitch dropped out so that she could be in Claudio's show and chose to tell us late last night. Luckily, I still have some of my connections from school and got a rookie model with her same measurements to step in. The girl did great. Valerie, I think that was her name. Stella was happy with her. Kept her credits for the next show. Margo might find herself getting blacklisted for this shit though. I got the joy of playing cleanup crew, however. Stella got invited to a party that Nina Garcia is gonna be at. Oof, that woman is going places in the fashion world and Stella knows it. <clears throat> I wish I could have tagged along. I don't always get the new trends, but I can't learn if I can't be around the minds behind them. Grunge is a mistake though. Ugh. I just don't get that. Oof, there's still a few days left for fashion week, <clears throat> so I'll be busy probably until Sunday. Oh, I'm gonna sleep all damn day on Sunday. I cannot wait. March 15th, 1994. It is official. Stella bought a building. Remodeling starts next week and Sapphire Star is slated to open on April 18th. I get to help with the interior design and overall mood of the shop, but I'm most excited for my new responsibilities. I, Lydia Baker, will be the first manager of Stella Malone's first ever fashion boutique. It's quite an honor, actually. It shows she trusts me to represent her brand. I enrolled in a two-week business course last night to help me get some tools to use. I don't want to run things into the ground from inexperience. I wonder when we'll start interviewing for the staff. I'm doing something a bit different today. It's March 21st, 1994. The sidewalk outside the shop's a little rough, so Stella's having it repaved. Thought I'd come and do some recording at the store. It's still pretty bare in here, but not bad. We're gonna have the main display here in the center of the floor with some nice plush couches around it. The registers are gonna be to my left over here with a couple of mannequins behind it to show off her new creations. They won't be for sale though, just nice little temptations for custom orders. We're going for minimalistic. There will be a few ready-made items for sale, but most of this will be for showcasing and getting private customers. Most of our current clients are upcoming musicians and want unique looks for their debuts. Uh, let's see here. There will be an office for Stella in the back where she can meet with her clients. I asked if she was going to have a workroom here too, but Stella wants to keep her studio separate, which is totally cool. Just means I won't get to see as much of her. Now here is what I am most excited for, our front display window. This will be my playground. I've been given full power over how it goes here. Finally, I get to stretch my creativity a bit. I've already been sketching up some ideas. Once I refine them, I'm gonna go over them with Stella at our meeting next week. I hope I can get the looks I want from her collection. If not, I'll have to start fresh with what she's willing to let me play with. 
April 2nd, 1994. Well, turns out I get no say in my staff. Stella's already hired all of them herself without inviting me to the process. It's gonna be fine. Stella's a good judge of character. I'm worrying for nothing. It will be fine. It's just four other people. I'll be training and keeping track of. It won't be bad. At least I still get my window. That has already been promised to me. Even if they all suck, the window can be my happy place. The interior of the shop will be completed by the end of the week. We're all going up to stock and run through operations. I know one of the girls was an intern we had during the past fashion week. I cannot remember her name for the life of me, though. She was pretty good at following instructions. I remember that much. Uh, I guess her nephew Marcus is going to also be on staff. She already kind of apologized for him. It's a favor to her brother. He does most of our finances, so giving his son his first job was the least she could do. Not looking forward to having a kid fresh out of high school on staff at all, but, you know, I don't even think he likes fashion. Valerie, the replacement model we hired, she's coming on as a part-timer. I guess she's been having trouble finding modeling work, and this will make her more available for Stella to use. I don't know how I feel about that choice, but I'm willing to give her a chance. She did help save the show before. And absolutely no clue on the last hire. I'll be meeting with them and the rest next week. Wish me luck. <clears throat> okay, Sammy, thoughts so far? Yeah, one, it's Sam. And two, the display window. Baker's mentioned it a couple of times now. It seems important to her. Oh, nothing gets by you, does it? All right, put the next one in. It's April 11th, 1994, and dear God, help me. Today was a pure nightmare. I do not know how we're going to be ready for open next week. Let's start with Marcus. Marcus Malone, age 18. This little fucker had the nerve to come into the brand new store in muddy combat boots. Obviously high out of his mind and blaring fucking R. Kelly's bump and grind so loud that I could hear it through his headphones. Oh, which, by the way, he also refused to take them off the entire time we were at the shop. But he's still his nephew, so as he put it, and I quote, You better just let me do what I want since my aunt pays your bills, lady. I know Stella will let me rant, but we have to keep him on staff for at least three months just to put on a show for her brother. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, he would have just left today, except that Valerie caught his eye, so instead he hung around bothering and distracting her all day. Oh, Valerie. Valerie, Valerie, Valerie. Miss Valerie Clark, age 20. This girl, she wants to work. I can see that. But bless her, she's dumb as they come. I'm not going to be able to let her near the register. Talking to people, she'll be great. Rocking Stella's looks, spot on. Making a sale, no way in hell. Maybe with some time she'll pick stuff up. But man, it's going to be a struggle. At least I have a greeter with a great smile and someone in store that can showcase the brand. Next, we have Dana Snow, age 23. She's the intern whose name I couldn't recall. She has potential. I might have one decent person on staff, though she also spent most of the day making goo-goo eyes at Valerie. At least she didn't make a fool of herself like Marcus did. Dana seems to have a head for numbers. She at least has some retail experience. Worked at JCPenney's back at the mall in her hometown before enrolling in Parsons. She got another year before she graduates, so she'll probably be around for a bit. Stella trusted her enough to be the second key for the store. She'll be in charge when I'm off. 
not an official assistant manager, but close enough to one. And finally, we have Gary Rogers, age 35. Apparently, he's Stella's former classmate, and they were good buddies during college. I'll give him credit. He's pleasant enough, and he knows Stella's brand, but I just worry. I've always been told you shouldn't hire friends. Granted, it's not my friend, but who knows if he'll pull some crap because he's hers. I just kind of feel I'm being set up to fail. All these people feel like they have a connection with my boss when I'm supposed to be their boss. How can I feel like I'm in charge when that's constantly going to be hanging over my head? How am I supposed to show my authority? I want this to succeed. I really do. But I'm scared now. I just got home. It's April 17th, 1994. Tomorrow is the big day. I wanted my window to be a surprise to the whole staff and Stella, so I went in this evening to set it all up. I love it so much. It's vibrant and fun and still has that edge that is Stella's signature. The rest of this week was pretty smooth. Marcus is still an issue, but he's content to sit at the counter and read magazines. Not an ideal employee, but at least he's not making trouble at the moment. I think we'll be okay tomorrow at the grand opening. I know at least three different fashion magazines will have reporters there and all of Stella's top clients are coming to the party. Uh, it's gonna be a full day, so I really should try to get to bed early for once. May 18th, 1994. We've been open for a month now. Stella got four new big clients in her roster and she's been singing my praises on helping to get the ship afloat. I appreciate it, but I'm too much of a chicken shit to tell her that most of the people she hired suck. I've been running almost everything myself. Marcus was a lost cause from the beginning. All he does is hang out and try to flirt with Valerie and any other model that enters the store. Valerie hasn't improved at all, so she's just a glorified greeter and chit-chatter. Gary is terrible with customers. I had no idea that man was so awkward, but he handles most of the deliveries now, so he's usually out of the store at least. Dana is the only one I can rely on, yet it's obvious that she hates me. She'll listen if I ask her to do something, but whenever Stella's in the store, all she does is suck up to her. I really think she's already aiming for my job. It's kind of hilarious seeing that she still only does a fraction of what I take care of and never asks to learn more. I need to start showing her more, if nothing else, to ease my own workload. I still have my window, at least. It's my calm. In the last month, I've gotten to change it three times since we sold out of the looks featured. Stella's designing a wedding dress for her top client this month. She's making a second dress for the window and wants it up on June 1st. I'm actually really excited to do this. I'm not big in the whole wedding scene myself, but I'll get to go all out on this window. It's going to be her first wedding line and it could be a new big venture. I'll need to order some balloons for this one. Maybe metallics, silver, gold, purple could be good. It's September 9th, 1994. It feels weird not helping with Stella's show, but I have my own work list at the store for this fashion week. I need to change the window and the store displays to match the show's theme. We have goodie bags to stuff for our customers this week in celebration. Gary's boyfriend, Tom, is helping us out this week. He's a nice enough guy, a bit moody though. I hope he doesn't distract Gary too much. He's supposed to help, not hinder the operation. I know this week will be rough. I almost lost my temper last week. I just get so tired of these silver spoon brats with more money than sense. Just because you can spend more than I make in a year on an outfit doesn't make you better than anyone else. 
I'm kind of over the self-absorbed, narcissistic, wannabe Debbie Harrys that come through those doors. I love the actual artists that shop with us. They're mostly cool and laid back. Once in a while you get a diva, but they never last. They all wear me out. Makes me appreciate Stella a little more as a person, though. If she ever acts like that, she doesn't show it to us. I need to talk to her again about Marcus. I caught him getting high in the stockroom again. Hopefully we can fire him soon. Man, what a difference almost 30 years makes. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. Kid coming in high to work still wouldn't be okay now, but you know. Yeah, right, right. And has Baker ever explained why she's recording all this in the first place? <laughs> Not explicitly. But I mean, think about it. Bohemian girl in the mid-90s, fashionista, lives in the Big Apple, accuses other people of being narcissists because they aren't as cool as her. Okay, yeah, I get it. Can't see the forest for the trees, etc. All right, next. January 2nd, 1995. I am enjoying a week off. Stella decided to close the shop for a week. She's bringing in a new interior designer. She wants a fresh look for the store before the one-year anniversary. Personally, I think it's a bit excessive, but hey, it's not my money. Plus, I'm getting a paid week off. Maybe they'll install some new lights in my window. February 14th, 1995. Dana and I worked the store alone today. Everyone else was out with their partners or flings. Dana was extra bummed out. Learned that Valerie not only had a boyfriend, but he proposed to her this morning, and she said yes. The girl was practically squealing when she called to beg for the day off. Who am I to make a clueless girl work on her dream day? I'm happy for her, but depending on the guy, her days as a model are probably over, and I'd bet good money she'll quit before the month is out. Maybe this time I'll get to hire someone. February 25th, 1995. I called it. Valerie gave her notice. I might as well just treat it as she's just done, though. She's walking in Stella's show this coming fashion week, and that's right around the corner. She's done after that. Turns out her man is loaded. They're moving to Texas. Son of an oil man. Go figure. Good for you, Valerie. Go be a kept woman. Not all of us are lucky, or I guess unlucky, if you look at it as her unnecessarily ending her modeling career. But what the hell do I know? I left Stella a message. We're going to need to hire someone else. She's probably going to be too busy to do it this time herself. Ooh, maybe that's her. July 16th, 1995. We still haven't got a replacement for Valerie. I'm about to lose my fucking mind. I'm so tired and sick of all the people that come into this shop. Just how vapid can people be? I don't understand. I just want them all to piss off and let me focus on operations. Let me clean and straighten and stock and work on my goddamn window. I haven't got to change it in almost a month now because no one else seems to be able to handle these fuckers who come in to either waste our time or butch us out for the wait list that Stella has accumulated with her work. I'm still stuck with Marcus. I hate that I pray he just won't show up for his shifts. He's gotten worse about hitting on the girls that come in now that Valerie's been gone for a few months. Wish the little shit would just get himself arrested, but no, daddy would never let that happen. Gary's been no help. He just mopes around the stockroom all day, but won't say what's wrong. He refuses to make deliveries now, so I'm having to hire outside couriers. Stella's not thrilled about it, but since it's Gary, she's letting it go. Maybe I should quit next. Clearly my opinions and worries don't really matter. Fuck it. I'll go back in after hours and redo my goddamn window on my time. 
Hopefully it's just the heat that's making me irritable. November 5th, 1995. Well, Stella finally hired someone to replace Valerie. The new guy interned at the last spring fashion show in September. Darius Mackey, age 24. He'll be graduating from Parsons this spring. He's a good-looking guy. Makes me hate him all the more. Trying not to be pissed off. I really don't know him, but god damn it, he's taking my fucking window. Stella had the nerve to say, I am out of touch and we need fresh eyes. Well, maybe if you fucking came in your own goddamn store more often and shared your new ideas with me, we could be on the same fucking page. <sighs> Makes it worse is that he's good. He's really fucking good. I looked at his portfolio and it was gorgeous. His eye for color rivals my own, and his line work is steps ahead of me. He's setting up his first display tonight. Fucking bastard. December 12th, 1995. All I do now is babysit. Watch these little shits not work at the store while I do everything and handle every customer. Every fucking worthless wretch who couldn't care less about anyone as long as they get Stella's new fucking look. Locked myself in the bathroom today for an hour just to cry silently. Dana is now actively after my job, purposely trying to set traps for me for things to go wrong so that she can blame it on me and go running to Stella. Marcus, I'm pretty sure, is now flat out dealing drugs out of our back room, but yet again, Stella is turning a blind eye because he's family. <sighs> and then poor Gary looks worse every day. Whatever knocked him into this depression has got him hard. He looks more miserable than me, but to be honest, I don't want to deal with his problems. I know that's terrible, right? I bitch about our heartless customers, but I'm not much better. Darius is shining. Stella is head over heels for his work. He's the only in the shop to do windows now. The rest of the week, she's got him in her studio being a muse for her designs. Good for them. Fucking assholes. If I quit, I won't be able to afford this place. I don't even know what I want to do anymore. Just know that I'm really over people as a whole right now. March 22nd. 1996. I'm going to fucking quit. I'm gonna do it. I'm so over this bullshit. Some overprivileged bitch had the gall to call me a racist today because I wouldn't let her see Stella. Stella wasn't fucking at the store! And the worst part is, no one had my back. They all just buttoned their lips and stared at me as I got screamed at over something I had no control over. I'm done. I'm done with it all. Not a one of them wants me there anyways. March 30th, 1996. It's fashion week again and I'm fucking done with the shop. It's 2 a.m. and I just finished leaving my resignation at the store. Stella won't get it till the end of the week though. She's still in London, not due back till then. I'm sure Dana will get it to her though. I left it in her hands. Wait, that's it? Why is this here in our hands at this site? 
<laughs> uh, you didn't finish the file, did you? Oh no, I. Uh, oh. Oh yikes! Ah, there it is. And take a look at those pictures from the folder while I helpfully narrate from the coroner's report. <clears throat> Sapphire Star, 38th and 6th. Display window. Three victims, early 20s. All made to look like store mannequins and dressed in originals by the owner, Stella Malone. Darius Mackey, age 25. Had his throat slit and all but his middle fingers removed. The digits were not recovered at the scene but the remaining ones were posed in an, uh, an offensive manner. Marcus Malone, age 20, suffered blunt force trauma to the head and was placed leaning against the window with a marijuana cigarette between his lips. Oh, shit, nice, I just got that. Blunt in his mouth, blunt force trauma. Uh, you get it, right? You, you were... uh, I got it, Harry, yeah. Ugh, keep going. This is twisted. It's twisted, but funny. Uh, Dana Snow, age 25, was tied to a chair in the center of the display, gagged, holding a letter placed neatly in her hands. And she suffered deep slashes to her ankles, forearms, and wrists. Jesus Christ. Seemingly bled out from the latter. The fourth victim was later found hanged by the neck in the store stockroom. Gary Rogers, age 37. Poor bastard. So, Lydia got what she wanted in the end, huh? A nice big display? More or less. Never caught either, was she? <sighs> she was. It wasn't by us. Apartment abandoned. Never seen again by anyone on the lookout. Now, for all we know, Baker's still out there, waiting to create her next fashion masterpiece. And that's why this little ditty got stowed away in this palatial mansion we call home. Hey, you feel free to start calling this your home, but I'm getting out of here as soon as this assignment is complete. Ugh. <sighs> Next case. Hallow's Eve Tales Tabula Rasa is a production of Podzilla 1985. Silence on 6th was created and written for performance by Lindsay Wolfgong and stars in order of appearance Hunter Hendricks, Shannon Young, and Lindsay Wolfgong. Catch every episode of this seasonal series, as well as the full slate of Podzilla podcasts like PZ85 Plays, After Dark, and more at podzilla1985.com or on your favorite podcasting service.